Anyway, so without further ado, we're going to move on to the next event uh, featuring Belinda Lim. Uh, Belinda is the co-founder of Blockchain Projects, an advocacy and consultancy group that aims to raise blockchain awareness and optimize the adoption of impactful blockchain projects. A staunch believer in the egalitarian and democratic principles underlying blockchain, she also founded The Good Block, a ground-up movement to maximize the social impact of blockchain using the technology to increase accessibility and empower communities. Belinda Lim. Uh, hi everyone. Uh, I think I have like a high standard to meet after Jay gave such a good like presentation just now. So okay, uh, a bit about myself. Uh, my name is Belinda. Most of my friends call me Belle. So I've been in this space for about almost two years in a way. I heard of blockchain back in uh, 2016. Uh, I was working in um, this government-linked corporation. I helped them create a new um, division in cloud computing. They were like, hey, you know, cloud computing is so boring, really. What's next for the industry in terms of tech? So in 2016, um, I heard about blockchain. I didn't do anything about it, and I regret it right now, today. <laughs> I could have like, earned so much more, but anyway. So, uh, so uh, 2016, or uh, after that, in 2017, I quit my job. I'm like, hey, you know, like, for people who want to do entrepreneurship, learning and studying about it is not enough. We have to do something about it. So I started my company of blockchain projects in um, 2017. Um, I think it's in September. Oh, okay. In a few days' time, will be my first year anniversary. So uh, that has been a very interesting journey. I, I would like to share a bit like my journey in before I go in because I think that's where we give some context of how you get into the scene. You know, like everybody sounds so like they they well versed and they, everybody knows so much, and I don't really know that much. But so um, in 2000, September 2017, a friend of mine. Uh, asked me, like, hey, do you want to organize an event in like Bali? I'm like, hey, you know Bali, right? Bali means like holiday, so why not? Let me help you with that. And then something happened last year. Anyone remember what happened in Bali last year? Yes, there's a volcano. I'm like, no way I can invite investors there. They will not die for Bitcoin before. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, uh, why not? Uh, for us, we started investing early last year. So I'm like, we felt that investing, I think a lot of us started in the industry because we were like, hey, intrigued by, hey, there's investment opportunity. And from there, we learned, hey, you know, there's something deeper, not just on the cryptocurrency or like Bitcoin, there's something deeper down there on blockchain. So uh, that's where I, I started my company. And then uh, after six months in the industry, we felt really sad. Like we have a lot of people coming in and say, hey, you know, I want to raise funds for blockchain, for social impact projects. I think you hear a lot of them, hey, you know, I'm going to do financial inclusion, I'm doing social inclusion, I have, I'm going to tokenize like cows. Sometimes I'm going to tokenize land. But to date, uh, we have not really seen like, I think it's still really early. So you felt that we have to hold them accountable, right? How can you like say that, hey, you're doing blockchain for social good, but if we are not putting them accountable, how can we get this thing going further? People who raise funds, you know, like they'll get burned and be like, hey, you know, all this blockchain for social impact is a scam. So we can't do that, right? So this, the block, good block is really like a community initiative. We just wanted to hold people in the space accountable. So again, a bit, uh, okay, let's move on. Okay. So, you know, like, uh, I think most of us in Asia, you'll be like, you know, when will you start doing good? Maybe probably like after you're successful, you have like probably earned like a million bucks. And like, maybe I'll do good then. But I felt that in every stage of your life, we can do good. So for us, we felt that our contribution is to really start this blockchain for social impact. Uh, we, we know the people in the industry, maybe through our connection with them, we can hold them accountable. Okay, so really through blockchain technology, we trust that um, social impact can be accelerated and amplified. We want to really harness this blockchain technology for the maximum good. 
Okay, so a bit of our good block movement. We realized that I think, especially in, in Malaysia, it's pretty, it's still pretty new. How can you know about? How can you do something on blockchain if you don't know about blockchain? So for us, we do a lot of workshops, even in Singapore and also around the region. We are also looking to uh, bring this knowledge of blockchain into Indonesia and Cambodia right now. Uh, and the second thing is the most important thing: how do we uphold the integrity? So if you hear of any good blockchain projects. Uh, do give us a ping or so, then we'll take a look at their roadmap and maybe hold them accountable. Like, hey, you know, you say that you will do this protocol level this time. What's going on right now? Can we hold them accountable to that? And I think for blockchain, you know, like, now everybody thinks blockchain is like a magic tool right now. Oh, everything can be put on the blockchain, right? Oh, we are going to put, I don't know, land. I'm going to put, like, my house. I'm going to put, like, my car on the blockchain. But it's actually, there's a lot of things to be implemented before we go into that. So I think right now, I think for the community, we need to hold them accountable. Tell us what you say you will do, and now we will look at what you will do. Okay? And then, on the, of course, the third one is that I think it's really tough to raise money for good. Somehow or another, I'm not sure whether you guys feel the same way. Like, is it really tough to, uh, like, we, we hear a lot of ICO companies will try to raise funds. Hey, I'm a good charity coin, but most of them can't really raise good funds right now. So we feel like, hey, maybe with something that other way we can funnel um, like money in. For example, we heard a lot of uh, millionaire happening last year, right? Can they do something with that money? Now, like, you know, guys, you have money right now, you need to find a life purpose. Join us and donate some of your money to a greater life purpose. That's something that we are trying to also, getting this crypto reaches in and um, also maybe to link out with family offices where they have like social impact fund. Can we let them invest in like technologies. That's more important. Okay. I'm just going to run through quickly here. It's not about me today, it's about you guys. So I will just share a bit more knowledge afterwards. Yeah. So okay, uh anyone know what's blockchain here? Okay, we have one at the back. <laughs> okay, I'll just quickly go into what is blockchain to keep everybody on the same page before I jump into what are the good use cases of blockchain. Okay? Okay. Firstly, blockchain is not Bitcoin. Uh, I think it's everybody agreeable on this right now. Agreeable, okay. This is what I've been hearing for like, um, I think when in 2017, when I first started, is blockchain, is Bitcoin, a oh, blockchain is Bitcoin, right? Yeah, no, I think everybody, it's good that everybody know here, so you are already one level up. Can you give yourself a clap? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so again, um, okay, I'm going to be very technical right now. Okay, blockchain is a distributed spreadsheet, and what people call it as a ledger. So imagine that, do you know what's Google spreadsheet, right? So a ledger, in a way, can be taught as what is a Google spreadsheet, okay? But, um, so in each cell, right, we'll just treat it as, hey, you know, each cell is a block, and then the block are stacked on top of each other, and um, this block is linked to the previous block. And then, uh, the last thing is really, like, when a block is written, it cannot be modified. This is what a ledger blockchain is. I think it's really tough in terms of blockchain, it's like, what is it about again? Uh, so you think in your mind it's just a spreadsheet? Okay, so it, this is what it is, okay. So simple. Does anyone have a card who want to like transfer to me asking for a donation right now? <laughs> so uh, imagine on this spreadsheet, okay, I'm like, I have no card right now, so I'm B. Anyone uh, starting with A initial here? No? Okay, so A, a person have a car, B person have no car right now. This is on the spreadsheet that everybody gets access to, okay? So through the blockchain, I can transfer asset, and then it shows that after approving, and then it shows that, hey, you know, your A, your car is transferred to B. I really hope that someone transferred the car ownership to me right now. No? <laughs> Okay, so this is what a ledger really works. So in terms of like how you think about use cases, right? I think this is the essence of what a blockchain is. I'm really simplifying here right now. We have the NAM expert here who can tell you more of a technicality. But I think as a layman, right, this is what it is. And um, 
Have you heard of this thing called consensus mechanism? Kind of, no. You hear, you hear like a lot of terms called like, sorry, a bit, okay. Proof of work, proof of stake. So a consensus mechanism, right, it's actually like a rule book. So how do we know, like, can we approve this transaction? So the consensus mechanism is like, hey, you know, this is the rule book where things are right. So imagine when you're playing a soccer game, right? There's actually a rule book to how a goal is considered a goal, right? So under this spreadsheet, there is a rule book. And this is where we hear consensus mechanism, here a blockchain. So you have like the blockchain ledger, and then it's actually um, verified by a rule book, which is called a consensus mechanism. Simple, understandable, okay? So you, uh, different me consensus mechanism would have like different pros and cons. Uh, proof of work is take up a lot of energy. So what they do is really to solve a mathematical problem. And if you solve that, it's considered a one go in. So you get rewarded with coins for that. And then you of course have proof of stake, which is like, hey, you know, I'm going to bet my uh, coins here. If I approve it wrongly, then my stake will be gone. So you have different uh, consensus mechanism right now. Okay, so have anyone seen how a blockchain look like? Anyone have any idea? Do you want to see how a blockchain looks like? Yeah. Okay. So um, a bit why I normally teach uh, blockchain through cryptocurrency, because cryptocurrency is one of the easiest ways you can see a blockchain. And despite of all of like, the use cases we are talking right now, I find that uh, if you want, you can always learn blockchain from cryptocurrency. So let's take a quick look at the... Okay. Uh, have anyone heard of Ether? Ether? Yes. So we are just going to take a look at the Ether blockchain. Okay, so this is etherscan.io. It allows you to search the Ethereum blockchain. So if you want, you can always like Google or etherscan.io. Ether okay, so this is how the uh, website looks like. So this is what we call a block explorer. So in the Bitcoin space, you have like, I think it's called Bitcoin Explorer or something. Oh, the block explorer, I think. So for ether, normally we use uh, etherscan.io. So you can see this uh, because you have like here, the transaction is happening. Remember, this is how I'm talking about the spreadsheet. So every transaction is aligned right now, okay? And of course, there's a block. Um, multiple transactions will be parked into a block and then they process the block. So this is what it is, okay? Shall we move on? Okay, so from transaction here, what you can do, I'm going to click on the transaction here, one of it. We go to take a deep, deep dive on that, okay? Okay, so this is how a blockchain looks like. So on top, you have what, the what you call a transaction hash. Okay, transaction hash is like your receipt number. Whenever you do like a payment system, right? Like if you, you use like the credit card, you will come out and then you have like a transaction ID. So for every single transaction on the blockchain, you'll have a transaction hash. So every transaction hash is unique. For Ethereum, you always start with 0x. So you know that it's an Ethereum transaction hash, okay? So it's like, remember, like you, you're making a transaction right now on the credit card, you have that, so look at that, okay? So again, uh, is it successful? It might not be successful every time, depending on how you send it to. And then, this is interesting, this is what we call a wallet. Okay, so this is the shorter thing, it's called a wallet. It's sent from uh, this place to this place. And every blockchain have a timestamp to it. So look at this, this is the time timing of it. So, Every transaction is unique, and then with a timestamp and from this place to this place, this is the amount that has been transacted. Okay, it's uh, you have transferred 0 0.3 ether, now it's about $73. And then with uh, ether transaction, you do have to pay a bit of a transaction fee. So this is what we call a gas price. Okay, so uh, then the actual transaction fee will be more or less like based on that gas price over the amount sent, you have about three cents. So it's pretty cheap, right? Don't you think so? 
It's about three cents for $75 transaction. That's not too bad, right? So imagine like you're doing cross-border business right now. You can use Ether or Bitcoin to transact. So that is why this is one of key reasons why people are using Ether to transact and using Bitcoin because you don't really have to know like the bank account. All I have to do is remember I can create this wallet and then I just give the person my wallet. He can send it to me straight away. So this is how a blockchain looks like. Have you seen this before? Okay. Is it interesting that this is how a blockchain looks like? Finally, right? This is a form of a, how a blockchain looks like. Okay. okay. So just now we've seen like this is a transaction, right? So let's now go, let's go to one level deeper. Okay? Are we ready for that? Okay, this is how if I click on the wallet, this is what I will see. So in this wallet, um, can someone tell me how much uh, balance does this wallet has? Do you think any bank will allow you to keep so little money inside the bank account? No, right? Okay. So this is also the reason why we can talk about financial inclusion, social inclusion, because this is like your email. Everyone can have an email. There's no minimum requirement. Okay, so you can see like even it's so little, like 33 cents, you can still own your wallet. Okay, so in every wallet, we can see the history of one wallet. Okay, so this is what happened. This, this guy, I'm not sure who does this uh, wallet belongs to, he has transacted out 0.3 Ether. That's now we saw, we've seen the transaction, everyone. And then he has received about 0.3 Ether before. So what he did was that he received and then he was throwing it out. And then you can look further down. Um, he used Ethermine, I think. I think he's mining some uh, Ether. So if you talk about blockchain being transparent, this is what transparency looks like. You do not know who owns the wallet, but you actually know what exactly what's happening in the wallet. So this is what we thought we say transparency in the blockchain means. Okay, anyone need to take more picture? You can go to etherscan.io, so you can uh, just take a look, click around. I mean, there's no harm to do that. Uh, and anyone, everyone here can own an Ether wallet. There's no requirement. Yes, yes, yes. So the thing about this wallet is that it's so transparent. Everyone can click on any wallet, but you do not know who this wallet belongs to. So that's how like you are anonymous yet transparent at the same time, okay? This is like having a bank account, but we have no idea who does this belongs to. But finally, right, this also means that once I have one person, I tag one person's identity to the blockchain, it's not that hard to catch. Yeah, I just need to trace who's sending what, and then catch the person in real life, and me, I put him in the room and like, you know, beat the hell out of it. <laughs> I think, where, who did you transfer to? And you can track it from, from there. But I mean, uh, from the bystander view, you can, I mean, like, you, I have no idea who this wallet belongs to. I'm not going to give you my wallet or so. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, how a blockchain looks like. So before we jump into the next part of how can blockchain be used. Okay, okay. everyone, fine? Okay, so before everybody jump into creating our own crypto wallet, here is a bit of a disclaimer. So these are some characteristics of the cryptocurrency and also on the blockchain space. So again, because we do not know whose, whose wallet is this, it means that I have no way to retrieve my crypto if I send it wrongly. I think in a blockchain, blockchain space, remember what we were saying that we can't modify the spreadsheet, right? So if this spreadsheet cannot be modified, it means that it cannot be uh, changed. So in, maybe in the bank right now, if I transfer something wrongly, I can, hey, you know, bank, please help me reverse this transaction, right? But in crypto space, once you send it out, you cannot reverse it back. So you, whenever you do any transaction on the blockchain, you have to be really careful because there's really no way, okay? So that's e the So non-anonymous means that I can know your wallet, but I don't know who is it. Just now we have seen that. 
uh, fast and global, of course, because there's no boundaries in this online space. I do not need to know like which country of the email you are at before I can send an email to you. So it's the same as a crypto wallet, okay? And of course, it's secure. To date, um, we have heard of a lot of uh, hacks right now, but Bitcoin was invented in 2008, and to date, the Bitcoin network has not been hacked. So I think this is really something pretty cool. For 10 years, it's not been hacked. Okay, so I think this is like something that you don't really get. Um, I think we have like a speaker later to talk about the security on blockchain, so I'm not deep dive on that. But I think it's something to keep in mind. It's really uh, currently the way they design it is really not hackable. And of course, permissionless. This is, I do not need any permission from anyone. I'm sorry, like if your kid is like 10 years old, he wants to open a wallet, I, he can still open a wallet. Although he might need permission from me, the parents, lah, to use the laptop. That's all you need to. <laughs> but uh, every, everyone here, uh, even like the refugees in uh, Africa, we do not need permission to start a wallet. So I think this is where the blockchain um, impact could be. Okay? Okay. To me, why is it really cool? Is that, again, uh, it's unhackable and protected by military-grade technology. I think we call it SHA-256. So it sounds a bit more cool, right? When I say military grade, it's SHA two five six. So again, uh, because the the ability to make a spreadsheet that everybody gets access to, it means that we can now tra trade assets over the internet. So last time in the internet, we can only trade like have copy. Like, I can only send you a copy of things because there's no ownership type. With this spreadsheet, it means I can uh, trade assets. So in terms of assets, right, it's quite exciting because you think of individually, right? Of course, we have our housing, we have like cars, we have like physical assets, but it means also now we have like data that we can actually monetize. So these are all assets that we can think of how we can trade it and even monetize on the individual level. And of course, uh, removing middlemen. So when I, tr I transfer this to this, the whole entire network process by it, itself. I do not need a middleman to say, hey, you know, bank, can you track, track that this has been transferred to this? Do they have an account or not? It is automatically executed. And of course, a lower transfer fee. We have seen just now, it's 3 cents for 75 bucks. I don't know into which country. So it's definitely a lower uh, transfer fee. And uh, last but not least, of course, it's a smart contract that can trigger automation. So there's a lot of process right now that require a lot of like human uh, intervention. So what we can do with smart contract, we can automate it. So in the, how, how does smart contract work? For example, I have a bet with you. If it's going to rain tomorrow, I'm going to give you one eater. If it's not going to rain tomorrow, like um, yeah, you're going to give me one eater. So we'll tie it with a smart contract. Okay, so what the smart contract can do is that tomorrow, this script can go into the internet and screw maybe three travel websites and say, hey, I know that based on three websites, this is um, going to rain. And then uh, with this uh, two account, get executed straight away. And then, okay, this, we do not need an middleman to help us track, track on that. Everything's automated. No, now we have like uh, programmable money that we can just do a lot of like, um, I don't know, like we remove a lot of middleman and then you have smart contract executed. So in terms of banks, why are they looking into blockchain? Because potentially all of this uh, middle, uh, middle office operation, they can remove it. So this is why, you know, like we talk about blockchain, this is why they are really taking advantage of this, okay? Okay, I'm done with my introductory. We're now going to more exciting stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, this is the simplest use case of why blockchain can be used for good. So in Venezuela, uh, you can see the inflation rate is crazy. It's like thirteen thousand. So imagine, right? If I walk out of the door, this money is no longer valid much. I have to bring. I don't know how much uh, cash I have to bring it up. So originally, Bitcoin was used as the medium of. Uh, currency, 
So like instead of getting cash, they are now using like cryptocurrency. With a, I don't really know like with the fluctuation these days, whether it's still a good idea. But I think in the essence, right, the cri cryptocurrency can be used as a form of um, store of value. Okay? And this is really exciting for women. Um, I think only recently, uh, we have like, on September 20th, 20th, UN Women are, is to use uh, blockchain technology in refugee work program in Jordan. So I think this is very, very exciting. So what happened is that um, in these refugee places, right, it's really hard to have identity. Imagine I'm, trans I'm going from this country to another country. How am I going to bring my valuables in? How, if you don't have an identity, right, how can you even work? Right? I don't know who you are and what you are doing. So what this company do is that based on your iris scan, they know that, hey, this is your identity. And then with your identity, they put on the blockchain. We can now give you cash if you are going to work with us. So again, you know, we hear of like some solutions. Hey, you know, hey, we are going to do financial inclusion with like um, handphone and stuff like that. But technically, what you have to do is that you have to go to the shop, scan your iris. They have transferred, say, the aid money or like the cash money that they have allocated to you and can use it for the shop straight away. So imagine this is like the real cashless world without a device. Right, so now like, I think in China, we have like use your phone for multiple uh, payments. In Singapore, not so much yet, uh, but in these places, they are taking us, you know, they're using iris scan to take money. Right, so it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Um, I think one thing that we learned also, we have been working with a project called EverID. So identity is really one of the largest things that you can put on the blockchain cheaply. And this is why you have to be um, like immutable, which you say that it can't be changed. So if your identity is on the blockchain, no one can hack it. And then this is really important. Imagine like, uh, right now you have like a national system of identity, but one day you get hacked, or one day that the building burns down. What? Who are you as a person? Who are you? Who are you as a person without a passport? Who are you a person without any certification? So identity, if you are looking at uh, creating your own blockchain use cases, identity is one of the largest um, key functions. Uh, whenever wherever you go, okay. So I'm really excited about this program. Another thing, um, also recently, I tried to move to the most recent new, our neighbor Bangkok side, Thailand side, they're not able to buy and sell electricity using blockchain. So like, imagine now you have like the money to put like solar panels. So now you can, hey, you know, because with the blockchain, it's so cheap to like process it. I no longer need middlemen to take a look at it. I can set like automated, like, hey, you know, like perhaps like I have a self-driving car. I park outside your house. I charge with electricity, and then that could be like automated with the blockchain type, and then I will move on. And this all can be automated. I think that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, and of course, it's using solar panels. So we are using renewable energy. And I think this is something that I felt that was really cool for the social impact space. There's this theory called asset-based community development. So instead of donating money to this like community, so with this blockchain, what it could mean is also that we can invest together in the solar panel or like renewable energy for this space, and then they can still trade and create a new economy there. So I think this is opening up more wave of uh, creating impact. So uh, we can have more use cases in different countries right now. Thank you. And of course, uh, we have seen how transparent the blockchain is. Um, another thing we can do is also, this company is called 8Tech, uh, is recently invested by one of the government-linked body of incubator by Singapore side, SG Innovate. So they put a lot of money into this company also. So this company, they are really doing a transparency protocol. 
Okay, you want to take a picture without me inside? <laughs> okay, so some of the use cases for this uh, blockchain uh, platform is that firstly, remittance. So in like Indonesia, like a lot of Indonesian work in Singapore, a lot of Filipino work in Singapore. Uh, but when they transfer the money back, right? Do you know how much they have to pay in terms of remittance fee? For a lot, which is like I think what I heard from the great buy is like 20, 30 percent. So it's pretty crazy. So imagine you earn 100 bucks, you're only sending like 80 dollars or 70 dollars back home. So with this blockchain, maybe that's how we have seen how we can use cryptocurrency, right? We can remove some middlemen as long as endpoint. Say for example, I have cash. I change to cryptocurrency. At my endpoint in, in my country, someone can change out their money and like, change out the cryptocurrency into cash. So that could work pretty well. If like if in Venezuela, it may not even need to be cash. I can use it for whatever goods and services. So it's limited one of the use cases. Or uh, cross donation. So imagine right, right now donation, do you know where your money is? Do you know where your money is being used for? No idea, right? So imagine now I have like hundred tokens on this platform. So now I can see, hey, maybe you know you program like 20% to go into like admin fee, I don't know, and then 80% going into the aid. I can actually track in terms of transparency how this money is being allocated. Okay? Of course, international aid. Again, uh, we cut off all the middlemen. I just need to know one person at the end point with his wallet, I can put all my cash over without like having to uh, go through too many middlemen. Okay? And of course, uh, welfare. Um, I think one thing really interesting that is that, do you know if women, I'm sorry guys here, uh, if women control the purse string of the family, more money is being spent on good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it has been proven actually. Uh, women will tend to spend, like, especially in the developing countries, women tend to spend the money they have into good things like education, nutrition, uh, like repairing the roof. But guys, um, I'm not saying every guy here, uh, they, they tend to spend on more like short-term things, like buying sweets for the kid, or instant gratification. And of course, like going out to drink sometimes uh, for areas there's not much entertainment. So with this, we can actually, hey, you know, I'm using my Irish scan here. Uh, I can't be a guy. <laughs> so uh, this could be a really good use case of how we can uh, deliver uh, welfare. And uh, last but not least, of course, uh, there's healthcare, uh, how we can use um, it to find healthcare. I think we have a speaker later to talk about healthcare. So I think that will be a really interesting uh, talk as well. Of course, uh, blockchain is such an abstract con uh, concept. When I first started, I'm like, what is blockchain? Like, huh? <laughs> like, it sounds like some random like, magic on top that I have no idea on. So again, uh, in this room, we are hoping that we, now we understand about blockchain. Is that something I can do about it? Uh, I'm going to go into commercial time. Like, okay, you can build a blockchain for a social impact project. Uh, please approach your name, uh, recent development directors here <laughs> uh, at the back. So if you have a good idea, um, I don't think you really need to know how to implement blockchain. I think there's a lot of use cases right now that's not on the blockchain yet. So we have like three, le three levels. We talk about the basic te technology, we have experts doing that. I think now it's really the use cases on top. How, how do we implement it rightly? How do we increase adoption of the blockchain? I think the best blockchain technology is when you don't know that it's run on blockchain. Right. I think that's the, like, that's the beauty of it. Does anyone think of like, hey, you know, I'm using Gmail, and Gmail runs on cloud computing? No, right? <laughs> or am I using like Skype? Skype runs on cloud computing. We don't have to do that. So I think it's more of like use cases, you know, based on the few principles that I've seen just now. What are some good use cases that, hey, you know, I have like social impact investment that, hey, I want to put on the blockchain. Can we bring that in? Or, hey, you know, like I, I do want to create a, I don't know, a donation platform. Or can we do that on the blockchain? 
Okay, so that's the hardest thing already. So I'm like, everything else later will be easier. So you can join me on that instead. Okay, second thing you can do is to join the movement for blockchain. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, potential for blockchain right now. I think that it's really the next internet. But what you can do is, of course, join community like this to learn about blockchain. Uh, the blockchain space is moving very fast. I will say that, I think my, la my ladies here will also agree with me, a day in blockchain is like a week in, in real life, right? <laughs> yeah, so like you age faster, but you become wiser along the way. <laughs> I'm probably like 100 years inside right now. But okay, um, I think one thing, uh, a tip for the ladies, because I'm working on a book right now, a tip given by our friend is that um, if you come to these communities, right, you can bring a friend along especially for ladies who are a bit like scared, you know, like, hey, this is a cool, really scary technology, bring a friend along and then learn together. And uh, of course, uh, I would say that really try to pull in funds. I think the good blockchain um, technology for good requires a bit of funding right now. So imagine I have like a protocol use case, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to implement something for the refugees. But to implement that, I will need a bit of a proof of concept funding. Right, unless I'm going to raise a huge ICO at the start, if not, I'm looking for the funding to make this a reality. So I think if you are like linked to social impact fund, that if proven rightly, and I think a lot of companies just need that booster of like helping them getting the first proof of concept and then rolling it up. So I think this is where the, the industry is at right now. So try, try to pull in more funds and uh, work with more accelerators, incubators to help this space grow. And of course, uh, you can build your career in the blockchain scene. Um, we always say like women hold up half the sky, right? It's quite heavy, la. I think we're calling a bit more, but okay, half the sky is good enough. <laughs> so um, I think this space is growing very fast um, and it's time to come in also. I think blockchain as a technology will, go, go, will be the final foundation technology next time. So say if you are in the marketing space, you are in like PR, there's a lot of uh, need for talent in the space. So you can join, I mean, join this space. Uh, you can talk to NAM ladies and uh, gentlemen, how did they get into the space? And um, I think, that's all you need. So join the community first, pull in funds, and if not, you can join us uh, in the blockchain space. Okay, uh, that's the last point. If you feel like you can't do all of those, you can still donate. <laughs> okay, uh, that's uh, Give Directly is an uh, effective altruism um, uh, organization. So what they do, they focus on um, organizations that give the most impact. So Give Directly allows you to receive money through uh, Bitcoin right now. Or uh, you can go to BitGive. If you're an MPO, if you want to expand your um, funders, you can also use BitGift. And last but not, this is by our friend also, Kizuna. Okay? So I think there's three ideas right now how you can join the space. I hope I can give you some insight on that. Okay, okay I think I don't need to talk about this. Uh, I, I was thinking, do I need to like perform on stage? So this is my like poem for the day. <laughs> okay. Um, this is like why I started the group blog. Uh, really, it really felt that um, we wanted really to have like I don't mean, do, I, do you want me to read out this? Yes. I don't hear loud enough, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, do you want me to read out this? Yes. <laughs> okay, um, this is why we started the group blog. So again, the group blog born out of hope for a connected world, unhindered by knotted ropes. Decentralized, they say. Immutable, they say. What has been done on the blockchain that will have people say, wow, that's a good block. Right? So Lambos we see, we really see a lot of Lambos. Uh, crypto millionaires we see, a vast of uh, memes approaching an empty sea. Of shame, broken promise, and unbuilt capabilities, which is very true. Have you seen in the last one year, uh, have we, any really good projects have been done? Right? No yet, right? Uh, so today, we are one in this room. 
uh, to inspire change, to break the dam, to serve the unbanked. Uh, today, we are one to end statelessness, to, to empower the fairer generation, to educate the future gen.